listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith. I was a bit croaky then, sorry about that. And for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. I'm joined by my fellow presenter... AJ Sharp, who is a taste expert. Why are you a taste expert, AJ? Well, I do lots of judging for different food awards. I think you should introduce yourself for a change. Do you think so? Mm, Yeah. My goodness, what would I say? So, so food awards. (laughs) Food awards. um, Do lots of writing, do all sorts of different things, broadcasting, and I run a food and drink PR agency, so we work with a lot of food brands. Just um, explain to me when you do the um, when you do the Great Taste Awards tasting. Um, so, so I know recently you were one and you were looking at a three star, which is the this is the accolade, the best of the, the best. best of the best of the best. Yeah. Um, how how many people do they have in the room and how how does that work? When they were doing the three star judging, you end up with about twenty five in the London venue and probably judges. the same judges. Oh wow, okay. And probably the same again in the Dorset venue. And uh, yeah, everyone goes through and tastes all the different products and, and it's done slightly different for three star. It's actually marked out of 10. Oh, so they like will hold up a card. Ha ha. You know, six out of 10, like, like strictly come dancing. Yeah, they do that on the final panel. Joking. Really? Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, excellent. And what sort of people are on the panel? I mean, just, you know, who, who gets on the, to be on the panel? Oh, so real kind of um, credible food experts. I mean, all the judges have um, a lot of food credentials but on the final panel day we have people like James Golding from The Pig um, The executive chef there Exactly, yeah, chef there, yeah. Xanthi Clay um, Joanna Blythman Felicity Cloak, people like that so Joanna Blythman, uh, the author Yes. Bad Food Britain Yes, that right? that's right, investigative that journalist. That really yeah. shocked me uh, <laughs> and Felicity Cloak from the Guardian, she's, she's the also Guardian. written uh, a lot of different books. She's just so just a real mixture of people. Yeah, a real mixture of experts. Good. Just get that straight. So today, though, we're talking about food to help your sporting performance. Cool. Obviously, I'm a great athlete myself, and um, also why you should start a business when you're when you're of a certain age, mm. which I think we should do. And and so we have two experts. First, we've got Scott. Hello. Scott's Chassels, and your company is Fuel, with a little 10K. With a little 10K. Fuel 10K. And uh, you've bought hundreds of products here for us to have a look at and and taste some. I didn't realise, I've just realised how familiar your brand is. It's everywhere, isn't it? It, it, Yeah, it is now. (laughs) It's taken about 10 years to get there, but it's in quite a lot of supermarkets and other channels now. So, yeah, it's been... Yeah, it's very, very familiar. Um, And we're also joined by Susan... Can't pronounce your surname. Is it Gaffson? Yes. Yes. Very good. Doing really well. <laughs> of um, Pep and Lekka. And you, again, have bought some great sort of snacks for us to have a look at. If we could just start with you, what's what's the thinking behind these? We, we've got some fennel chia seed uh, snacks, cacao, coconut. I'm going to dig mm. in, actually. What's the thinking behind the 
Because the, the snack market's got quite a lot in it at the moment. Yeah. So the thinking behind it. So my son became vegan and he was eating really badly. Um, and so I started to look at the back of packs um, and saw that so much of the food that I was buying that I thought was healthy wasn't. It was loaded with sugar and salt and lots of ingredients that I just didn't understand. <clears throat> so so vegan, you would automatically think that that is going to be healthy, wouldn't you? Yes. But actually, I presume you're loading up in carbs. So actually you could really... And I think it's sometimes really the stabilising agents and things that are put into <coughs> some plant-based products. So, But that's not the case with these, is it? No. So um, they are made of 14 all-natural ingredients um, and... Like uh, Scott's products, uh, they're good for exercise uh, because they're a source of protein. Um, they're high fibre. There's 12% chicory root, uh, so that supports gut health. Oh, cool. Yes, so the idea is that you can snack, but in a healthy way. Mm. They mm. taste amazing, don't well, yeah, they? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the... Um, you got there? Fennel, see, I really like fennel. Fennel, mm. fennel and chia seeds, really nice. You, you know, your son becoming vegan. How old was he? 17. 17, 18, yeah. Yeah. Um, at a time when you are still growing, actually, and you do need lots of nutrients. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, he was, his hair was going grey. He was really tired. Yeah, so it was really impacting his health. I thought, this is easy. I can, yes. Yeah. yeah. Tiger mum, get yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was it's it, it actually has been a bit more challenging than yeah. So, so um, if, if you if you don't mind me saying, you you are a, um, a slightly older but incredibly attractive lady. Obviously, <laughs> don't think you're allowed to say lady anymore either. It's politically correct. You're to say woman. Aren't you? Is that right? Really? Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I'm so. not very good. At, I'm not very good at politically correct um, vocabulary. But so AJ has obviously started business, uh, and you know I started business at 55 years old. And the reason for me, it's like well. When am I going to do this if I, if I am going to do it? Did, did you sort of personally reach a sort of watershed moment where you're just thinking, oh, I've got this issue with my son, you know, or, or whatever, but actually I, I, I need to go and do something. I need to go and do something and make a stand in the world or something. Yeah. Um, I sat with my father uh, when he was dying for the last two weeks. He had cancer and he was crying about all the things that he hadn't done wow. in his life. So I just thought, if not now, then when? So, so if, I, if I, I didn't want that yeah. to be me. So if I can ask wow. a very personal question, was that because he, you know, he didn't have the money to do it or the opportunity to do it? Or was it because he just didn't feel brave enough? Yeah, or a brave. combination of all wow. them, probably, but just yeah. brave enough. J just brave. To strike out. Yeah, what a lesson. Mm. So, so how did you? I presume you're working or, or whatever. So, how did you decide? Well, I'm going to do this because it is a risk. You know, a huge proportion of, of of new businesses don't work out. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I suppose so. I was in the city working as a corporate lawyer oh for God. 25 years. <laughs> That's hard work. <laughs> that was hard work. Yeah. I was really trapped in that because the salary was high and my kids were at private school and. Etc. Etc. You load yourself up with all these costs. Yes, uh, you know because, mortgages because of it, and yeah. schools and mm. yeah. As they were getting older, went to university. That I felt now was time f for me. 
so I felt the same as well. It's like, well, I've spent all my life looking after these people, you know, (laughs) everybody, it seems. And also when you're reasonably successful in the corporate world, you're looking after your own staff as well, it seems. And it's like, when am I going to do something for me? Like just 100% me. Uh, um, but, But it's still a very brave step to take, I think, especially if you're earning quite a lot of money to step back from that. Yeah. It makes you trapped in a way. No, you know, the money I was, thing. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is difficult. It is. To, it's to step back from that, and it's also really scary because it's not guaranteed, is it? When you start a own business, you you know, you'll do your budgets and all that sort of stuff, but you can't. You know, you, I know you're taking on more stuff at the moment, AJ, but it's, it, that is quite scary because you've got to fund it. It's hugely scary, and I think when you do decide that you're going to do this, I think one of the things that we all do, or certainly I did, was I started asking people whether. They thought I should. And of course, everyone says no. Don't do everyone it. says, why would you do that? No, of course you can't do that. No, don't mm. do that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and actually, you have to have so much fortitude inside you to go, no, I'm going to do this anyway, actually. I was 27 and everyone told me I was far too young. I didn't know anything. You're too young. Don't do it's it. It's probably a good job. If you knew it, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, true. S- Scott, you say, that, you know, uh, we're going to talk a lot about your products later, but, you know, you were saying that this, this is 10 years in the making. Uh, did you make a leap, you know, like Susan was describing? Did, did it feel like that to you? So I, so I've been selling food and drink maybe for about 18 years. And I, so I joined Fuel 10K about three years into the journey. So I, my leap was out of big business into smaller businesses. I'd been at PepsiCo, Birdseye and Innocent, and then went into smaller businesses. So that in a sense was a leap, but I had lots of industry experience. So kind of knew what I was doing at that stage. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's fair to say I didn't know what I was doing at all when I started my business. But, <laughs> I, did but I think really? in a way, I, I'm not being funny, but in a way I think that's helpful because if you did know, then maybe you wouldn't start it. Well, it was quite interesting because I had this mentor who had been a buyer at, at Sainsbury's for 25 years. And I said to her, why don't you set up your own business? You've got all this knowledge. Yeah. So she said, well, I know too much. <laughs> Yeah. And she said, if you knew what I knew, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Or see what I, I see. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, Scott, let's let's talk about your, your stuff here. Yep. I've just um, had a, a nice taste of Susan's stuff. Fuel in front of us. So we, we, we do say, is there any chance you could just bring a, a you know, a little thing or two for us to taste? One or um, two samples. <laughs> yeah, Scott's arrived with a massive box. It's huge. <laughs> just taking over the whole studio. I hardly know what to talk about because there's so much of it. But let's let's have a look at the talk about the granola first. Yeah. Um, I, I remember you saying, AJ, that that uh, particularly when you're on the Great Taste Awards, it's like, can we please not have another granola? There is a lot of granola about yeah. it at the moment. I um, think during lockdown, everyone started making it. Mm. <laughs> But you've got yourself into a position now where you are outselling Kellogg's, aren't you? Yeah, so with the box you're holding now... That's an amazing thing to say. Well done. Yeah, so on on one skew and a few few retailers. So, yeah, yeah, so that's the chocolate granola. Granola was actually the first range that we launched at Fuel 10K. So it launched um, very opportunistic. Um, It was... The three co-founders were at a trade show selling popcorn and a buyer of cereal from Tesco came along to the stall and just through conversation, they 
they discovered that lots of young people were leaving breakfast at the time. So there's breakfast skippers and people leaving the category. So there was nothing specifically for younger consumers. It was all about mums and kids. Uh, okay, so that's yeah, where yeah. Fuel Tame Key first, yeah. first launched at a trade show with a Yes, yeah, so basically, nice. can we move away from the Frosties market mm. and Rice yeah. Krispies? <laughs> breakfast on the go for busy breakfast people. Breakfast on the go. Yeah. So some great granola. Uh, now I'm going to taste one of these um, oat bars. I've just had a massive hit of um, amazing um, seeds and, <laughs> and stuff from Susan. So oat bars, uh, why, why oat? So tea? why so oat bars? Gl- we gluten free for a start. That's helpful. Yeah, isn't it? so gl- gluten free. So we've, um, as I say, we've been going for just over ten years now, and some projects that or products we launch come to market quite quickly. This is an example of something that hasn't come to market quickly. It's taken us yeah. about six years. Um, so we've always known that our consumers are buying bars and and kind of more convenient products and ready to kind of consume on the go so we were really keen to do it and yeah that this is the product that we've come up with so it's uh yeah it's they're vegan they're gluten-free they're kind of high just fiber to let you know aj's just gone straight into the chocolate one no health considerations no. there no it just looks so good what really appeals to me is that it, they all say they're high protein mm-hmm. mm. And I think, you know, that's something that we're all told we should eat fewer carbs, less sugar, a bit more protein. So many of these bars, though, have ridiculous amounts of sugar, don't they? Yeah, so there are, are you're right, there's I think lots of bars. It, 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 for me, it's a bit of a challenge because some of them have got a lot of fruit. So, mm-hmm. like, like, there's lots of bars out there that have very high fruit content and with that comes sugar. So that's kind of a, a conflict for me. It's, it's when it's overtly just added as sugar, that's less of a conflict but mm. that's the challenge isn't it trying to find that balance of tastes as well as being kind of mm. slightly more functional or healthier good crunch there mm. don't you think yeah, so there's some really nice flavors you get the flavor of the oat coming through mm. but you've also mm. got a lovely chocolatey flavor so i can eat that instead of having breakfast yeah yeah well you and you, you can consume it and um, i suppose like we're, we're kind of stretching across the morning occasions so yeah like whether it's a morning snack or or if you're rushed on the go then yeah i think that's a, a good now um it's called fuel 10k for a reason yeah what is that reason does it mean that now i've eaten that bar i can go and run 10k <laughs> well yeah that's the most commonly kind of like, that's the common kind of question right. um you go first aj <laughs> so the, the the first and original name was fuel your 10,000 hours so oh, it was a product oh. for people to consume and fuel towards that pursuit of be that excellence or more likely just get you through to lunch so it's fuel for busy people and then over time that doesn't quite have the same ring so it's been condensed down a little to fuel fuel 10k rather than fuel your 10,000 hours and how does that um uh, really impact your you know your physical ability to do things it, fuel you know and food can be almost medicine in a way can't it and and really help people's moods so i think sometimes the link between food and how you feel and physically and mentally gets lost a bit yeah i think it's fascinating it's definitely not my area of expertise but i know i'm i'm a grumpier individual if i don't have <laughs> breakfast i'm a seven days a week breakfast person so and i can't I've got two young boys and I can't imagine what they'd be like by lunchtime if they hadn't had a proper breakfast oh, in them. So, hellish. yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really important and it's, it's a big challenge for everyone. Um, and Susan, do you, is that part of what you're doing as well? I mean, some people say accidentally vegan when they have products, which I quite like that description. Mm-hmm. You know, this the, these are great for you. They happen to be vegan. Um, th- this, and you were describing your son. So this is really going to help mood and 
you know, mental state and all sorts of stuff, do you not think? So there's been quite a lot of research into um, gut health mm. and mental health. Mm -hmm. Through the snacks supporting gut health, then that affects mood. Our snacks are certified low sugar because I found personally that sugar spikes were really affecting my mood. Yep. And so I've tried to cut back on sugar and to stop those spikes has really helped. With these, you can actually dip them into stuff. You can. So I thought that was quite nice. So not only can you have those little snack, mm. you know, so we've got uh, uh, cumin and linseed, uh, cacao and coconut, I'm going to taste that in a minute. You could actually use them to dip into hummus and things like that to have a really, you know, better than bread or, or toast or, or porridge or um, the apple and cinnamon and the cacao and coconut and nice with ice cream. You know, you Ooh, might have a nice. wafer rather than having a wafer. But the rosemary and hemp seed one a two-star great taste. Ooh, so I thought well I should mention that. I, I mean, am I the? Well. I know, I know, we're talking about daytime occasions for snacking, but. I'm thinking glass of wine in the evening. These would be lovely with it. Mm, they've got a really nice texture, mm. I think. So the other thing, um, we did talk about this on a, a previous programme a couple of weeks ago, Scott, is that you are a, a B Corp brand. Yes. Um, that's very important to you, isn't it? So I know, I mean, we're talking here today about your granola, but you do porridge, muffins, meal replacement drinks, oat bars, cookies, peanut butter products. You've got a, a massive range of products, but... B Corp is important. Is is that because it's hitting absolutely your type of target market, do you think? That's something they really believe in and are looking out for, I suppose. Uh, well, I think B Corp is important to us because we've always tried to improve our products and improve our uh, propositions. So we, we don't think, I don't think the products that we're looking at now will be the same in 18 months' time. I think we can make healthier products i think we can make tastier products and more importantly or as importantly i think we can have less impact on the environment so we always trying and prove and i think we'd always been on that journey but b corp was the organization and give you a frame, framework, framework that, yeah. That, yeah so i think in the 10 or 10 years that this company's been operating i think it's probably our biggest achievement is achieving that certification so so, so how do you manage that through your supply chain because it's okay you you know overseeing production and making sure that's okay but it is about the ingredients so how do you i mean we all know how difficult ingredients are at the moment yeah. but how how do you sort of um what would i what, police it i would say through through the uh, supply chain i would imagine that's quite difficult it, yeah it's ex exceptionally challenging we work with some fairly big manufacturers and so they have lots of processes in place and we, we work with some smaller ones so the porridge pots we source everything and, it, and it's in a co-packer so we, we're much more in control and, and working with them as well so it's yeah it's it's a kind of a, a juggling act but yeah really a very important part um, and uh, AJ you talk about um, Gen Z don't even yeah. know what that is, but anyway, and and <laughs> other things, but 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 there are there is definitely a, a, a sort of massive um, cohort of of people who are interested in buying and using their money politically to make sure that they support hundred percent people who are doing the right thing. I think is that going to be more of a thing. Yes, absolutely. I think the Gen Z generation. So these guys are kind of twenty six all the way down to about nine. They have a real kind of confidence in their own power to affect change, more so than any other generation. Right. They are the Greta Thunberg yes. generation. And they really believe that they have to vote with their feet and be socially conscious. And 
I think the other thing we're seeing is the effect that the Gen Z have on their Gen X parents. Mm. And we're seeing this generation of Gen X actually almost being being further ahead than you would have imagined them to be, which is fantastic. Is. Yeah, so when my kids come around my house, they're going, why are you doing that? That's not very environmentally friendly. It's like, I don't really think about it. But, you know, so we might have a little bonfire because we think it's funny. No, that's not very environmentally friendly. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, they're very, very conscious of it and not really afraid to say either. Absolutely. It can be very politely done, but, but I think they're happy to be quite vocal about it. And I think that's brilliant because it's going to expedite this whole thing, isn't it? It's all going to start happening yeah. faster and faster with more voices, yeah. more small changes. It's going to have a big effect, isn't it? Hmm. And I, I, I don't know if you agree with this, Scott, but I think if you if you ignore that side of it, that's not great for business, is it? Even if you don't subscribe to it morally, which yeah. I can't imagine why you wouldn't, um, it makes great business to make sure that it is right. Yeah, we, we're a small kind of privately owned business. So our, our view is we, we should be doing it and, and, and we can do it. So so, so we are. So maybe an example I can give you is porridge pots used to have a plastic overlid on them. And then we saw that like on the shelf somewhere, like it was a really small brand. I can't remember the brand, but someone else didn't have it. And we within weeks removed it. And and so and now you don't get plastic lids on any of the porridge pots in any of the supermarkets. So and we've made our packaging slightly easier to recycle with a, just a, a small rip tear. Oh yeah, we've, oh, we've gone from a clear, uh, sorry, a, a white pot to a clear pot. So ideally, you read the instructions on how to recycle because it all needs to be separated. So yep. there's little things that we can keep doing to make improvements and and hope that can. can consumers come on that journey uh, and, and susan the same with you so, so you're, you're looking at natural ingredients you know trying to source those absolutely making sure it's natural uh, you, you you know you're carefully choosing them you know of course it's about taste but also nutritional value and that means that then you're beginning to win award health awards for, for your stuff which is presumably yeah. exactly what you started out to do yeah yeah absolutely and we're also very conscious about the environment uh because i i felt that you couldn't be selling a vegan product and not also care about the planet and the environment and you know climate change and because surely that, that again that those types of consumers that, that those things go hand in hand yeah um and so and one of the biggest challenges for me has has been packaging um because it's actually so much harder than you think. One, one, one to do with price for a start. One, one especially price, at the moment because, um, because that can be critical. But also, you've got to keep the product fresh. Exactly. <laughs> That's the exactly. And also, food waste is in a way worse than plastic because if the plastic can keep the food fresher for longer, then it avoids yeah. food waste because um, food waste is a huge problem yeah, yeah Compli complicated um thing um can i just try one of your scott your breakfast things because i yeah, fancy a bit of a drink, <laughs> oh, you uh, drink? while you're yeah. doing that can i ask about Please the do. name pep and lecker because i love it i just like saying it pep and lecker <laughs> where did the name come from um so the name came from so pep as in a pep in your step. Nice. The snacks are supposed to give you energy and a pep yeah. up and a vitality. And Lekker means tasty. Ah. Does it? Yes. In, oh. Yes. And um, even though it's not used in the English language, it is in the Oxford English Dictionary. 
Ah, so so that's that's a great name. It is a great name. Um, Right, I'm just having your your strawberry flavoured fuel. Needless to say, you can't. You'll never guess what AJ's having. She's having the chocolate. The chocolate. (laughs) Um, So this this is a milk product. Um, And and let's just talk about protein for a minute. So so you know we can store, as we all know, I'm storing a bit too much of it myself in in our in our body. Um, all sorts of things, but we can't store protein. So we have to top up our protein every day. Is that, is that right, Scott? Oh, I get, again, you're probably stepping outside my area of expertise, but I do know that <laughs> no, the, my loose kind of understanding of it is that per kind of serving maybe 20 grams as your, your max in terms of being able to... Yeah, it just, it just can't store protein like it stores carbohydrates and fats. Yeah. And therefore, I'm not saying you have to top it up every day, but but it's something you have yeah. to replenish. Uh, um, and therefore, particularly if you are vegan, protein is very important in your diet, isn't it? To give yeah. you that pep, as you say. Mm. Absolutely. And, and, and energy. So um, and Growth, all cell growth comes from yeah, protein. Yeah, and I think that's it? why a lot of these protein products, and then the, is it the keto diet and all that stuff, yep. is, is, is quite important you know, becoming more fashionable, if you like, because people are aware that they need they, they need their protein. Mm. So It's good for your immune system, I believe, and I think it keeps you fuller for longer. There's all sorts yeah, of different exactly. things with protein, isn't mm. there, that it's actually bringing goodness into your body as well as giving you fuel for your day. Yeah, and this is, so this breakfast stuff, just mm-hmm. just tell us what we've got here. I've got the strawberry version. So that, that's a, a milk-based product. We, it's, 92% milk and then we with added kind of flavor as well as milk protein concentrate to top up the level of protein and it's got a, a vitamin mix in there as well to if you can't have breakfast to be the best replacement that, that it can be so if you really were in a hurry and you literally just had to have a drink then you haven't got a sugar laden one and it's literally it's just a, a breakfast milky drink yeah. really yeah. which it all should be simple shouldn't it mm. Mm. so that's great so as we finish the programme, unbelievably we're at the end, uh, plans for, for Fuel 10K? I mean, they're literally taking over the world anyway, but is, have you got anything else left that you want to do? Yeah, uh, anything else. We're, we've got another product coming out in a couple of months' time, so into the porridge fixture. And I think uh, as an example of packaging and the challenges, so it's a range of porridge with sashes in it, so 10 sashes in a box. So it is cheaper to launch it in a sachet that isn't recyclable, quite a bit cheaper. But we've taken the decision to launch in a sachet that is recyclable yes, curbside absolutely. recyclable so and hopefully that can elbow a few other people in the industry to to do the same so that's kind of that's what we're looking that's forward to next great yeah. and and susan uh, anything that you're planning yes so um haven't lost any of your vigor for this no. you've set it up you've, <laughs> you've, you've, you've created a monster that you have to keep going with um so the next uh step is Larger formats, mm-hmm. so crackers. Um, oh, well, yeah, nice with functional benefits. Um, so the advantage of our crackers is they're also free from the top fourteen allergens. Um, so many crackers have got you know dairy, or gluten, gluten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the plan. Great. Well. I think I'm going to carry on and tuck in to... I know, these rosemary might, crackers are delicious. They are delicious. I might have, um, I might have a bit of porridge for breakfast that, uh, that's going to go along as well, actually. <laughs> Better late than um, never. Yeah, well, when we turn up, we don't we, we know we're going to be eating, all eating day. basically all day, so um, <clears throat> tend not to eat at home. So um, gonna have, I can see it now. The um, There's a salted caramel yeah. porridge, which I quite fancy. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, you have been listening to the Food Talk Show. Another interesting one, AJ, don't you think? Mm. 
Very good. Sorry, I was just chewing on mm, a cracker, actually. Mm, it's very good. Yeah. And so thank you to our guest, Scott Chassels of Fuel 10K. We will do some links to the website so you can, uh, although you can, it's everywhere, but we'll just guide people in case thank they can't you. find it. And um, to Susan Gafferson, thank you so much for joining us. Susan. Thank you very much. Well done for starting a business. <laughs> I'm right up for that as an old, older person myself. We should all be doing it. Um, of Pep and Lecker. And where, where, is, where are yours available? Ocado, Amazon um, and online. Revital Health Stores online. Brilliant. Great. So, uh, again, we'll put some links to those. You know that we are available on radio stations across the UK. Did you know, I, I, I was looking at some stats, a third of our listeners are from America. Are they? Yeah. Hello, American people. Hello, America. Yes. Hello, America. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm afraid you probably can't get some of these over there, but don't worry, we'll taste them for you. And uh, we're also available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and the podcast app on your phone. Um, we're also on the fabulous Eat Farm Now broadcasting platform. We love those guys, so you Very can find cool. us there too. Thanks again, AJ, and to the lovely people at Produced in Kent. And, uh, well, I just hope you have a good week while I'm tucking into my porridge. Bye-bye. Mm.